This is Missing the Mouse. I'm Jeremy Pettigrew. And I'm Brad Burleson. And today we have a special guest. Everybody say hello to Crystal. Now, Crystal, say hello to everybody. Hi, everybody. That's right. We actually finally got somebody who's been to the parks lately. <laughs> Woohoo! Somebody who actually has on-the-ground knowledge and conveniently happens to be my sister. So, so Crystal, um, when did you get back from Disney World and how was your trip? I got back at the end of July because we went toward the end. And my trip was fantastic, as usual. Where'd you stay? We stayed at the new resort, Art of Animation, in the Little Mermaid rooms. So how, was, how, how is that resort compared to, like, Pop Century or something? Because, I mean, it, it looks like it's a similar layout and everything. Well, you would think it's similar. But to me, there was a greater walking distance from Little Mermaid rooms than everything else, I think. So, like, just to get to the, are you talking to about, To get like to, to the, the main building. Or, oh, just to the, the main, main building, building, which is where transportation was at that, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, so it's a bit more spread out then? Definitely more spread out. Okay. Definitely. But it does yeah. have its own bus station and its own main building, right? It does. That was a one benefit of it, is that you didn't have to wait for an extra bus that would drop you off at several locations. It was just one. Okay. Because I know for a while, like, All-Stars, mm-hmm. if it was movies, where any of the, any of the All-Stars resorts were all being serviced by one set of buses. And that was really annoying, and I was kind of worried they were going to do the same thing with Pop. Right. But that's not the case. No, no. Yeah. Art of Animation is all on its own. Okay. And does it only have the one bus station? It just has one bus station, like at Pop Century. Okay. You just have to. Because I know that, I know like Caribbean Beach and uh, Hard Springs, they have three Mm -hmm. or four. Yeah, but now, but they're actually set. It's not, because I know like with Caribbean Beach, isn't it? They've got like separate bus, like entire stations for each yeah. bus, right? Caribbean Beach is is kind of a it was weird, terrible. That's yes. a terrible resort to compare any kind of buses to. No, no, we're not saying it's a terrible resort. We're saying they have a terrible transportation layout, right? Yeah, good, good resort, uh, yeah. terrible transportation layout. But yeah, so it's so basically, it's kind of a clone of what Pop Century is. Absolutely, yeah. I think all the value resorts kind of have that one bus station stop and. Um, kind of a general thing where all the hotels are, the buildings are surrounding the main area where you have like your food court and check-in. So, so did you like the layout of the rooms better than Pop Century? I mean, I know you like Little Mermaid, so. I do. Well, that, that was a, definitely a big plus for me. And I think for a lot of people, like literally if you're going to go stay at the Little Mermaid rooms, it needs to be because you really enjoy Little Mermaid because distance was, is not a, it's definitely a con in the situation, but I feel like the rooms were pretty big, but now I didn't see the, the family suites. I knew they do have family suites, which is actually an indoor building. So you actually walk in through a door and they have inner corridors. Okay. So, so, so it's not like the rest of the values where definitely you have to not. enter from the outside. No, no inner corridors all at the family resorts. Huh, okay. family suites, that's, so. that's my one complaint about the moderates is that they're they're all outward-facing doors. Yeah, exactly. just like the values. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. It just, I don't know, for the, the amount of money that the that step up, it just feels like, I don't it, know. It doesn't feel like it buys you as much as probably what it should. The rooms are a little bit bigger in a moderate, but. But now Art of Animation is quite a bit a step up in price than it is compared to the other value resorts. So it's kind of like the between the value and the moderate resort resorts. Exactly. And honestly, you kind of feel like you're getting a little bit gypped in comparison to Pop Century because it is so similar, but there's a vast difference in the prices. So so maybe as, it, as the newness wears off, mm. we'll see that kind of come down. Right. I think bit. so, too. I, I was going to say, what what do you think the 
if there's such a vast difference, why is it just because it's brand new? I do. I think it's because it's brand new and because probably because of the family suites. I think that's a big pull right now ah. because you can fit so many people in one room and you can't have that in any of the other value resorts. Yes. And you can, and you can bring up, you can bring about that, uh, eventual clash of the family that much quicker by stuffing them all into one little room. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in the family suite, you actually can have a separate bedroom for the parents. Like they have a couch that pulls out into a bed and they have a Murphy bed that comes on the table. And then there's a separate bedroom that's apart from everything with a door. Wow. So, so yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So they, yeah, if you've, if you've got a family, it seems like it's a good deal rather than getting two separate. I would think so. Well, but it's not, it's not two separate, like adjoining rooms like it would be no. if it was pop. No, it just, it seems like a little apartment, honestly. Well, and to get that, there is no, I don't believe there's any moderate resort that has something like that. You'd have to go all the way up to like the contemporary or the Polynesian to get a, I guess they call those suite rooms. Yeah. And then even, mm -hmm. even at that point, you're not talking about like a standard room for one of those no. places. You're talking about one of the more expensive right? Yeah, contemporary rooms mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, very much. I think we were looking at that and I think they're, they're almost a thousand dollars a night for a two bedroom room at the contemporary, that's, which is that's nuts. just crazy talk. Right yeah. There. Yeah. So it was far it was far cheaper for us to get two separate rooms at Coronado Springs than it was for us to get one suite room at the Contemporary. Man, that's that's kind of crazy. But you know, I, I know that Disney has done their math and they're doing things that work for them. And, and clearly they're not having any trouble filling up the rooms, I guess. Right. I'm sure they would be adjusting that price accordingly. So yeah. the main so you said it's got a very similar layout to Pop or mm -hmm. any of the other value resorts. Um you know, I know that like, the main buildings are very, they're designed toward each resort. I mean, did you feel like the main building kind of really had the art and animation feel to it or did it? Oh, definitely. I mean, there was a lot of, um, it looks like a lot of drawings. They had this really cool chandelier that hung down and you could, you know, see the lights kind of shine through like the layout of different pictures from different movies. And, you know, I mean, I, I kind of felt like it kind of gave that whole artist point of view. That's cool. Yeah. So the cafeteria layout there, pretty much uh, the standard value resort. Big, big thing with all the little, you know, if you want your, if you want your cut meats, go here. If you want your pizza, go here sort of a thing. Exactly. Yeah. It was kind of almost like a, um, when you go to the mall, food court, like a food court. Okay. Yeah. Definitely set hmm. up like that. Is it still with the central pay area as you exit or was each, did each one have their own pay area? Um, they had a couple of different pay areas, but you could go to any one. It didn't matter what you had on your plate. Now, the big difference I thought in the food court was the drink station. Oh, we, yeah, because you had the new drink stations, yeah. right? Yes, yes, with the little chips the at the bottom of the cup. That sweet, sweet RFID cups. When you could um, get a drink and, like, you had to wait a certain amount of time before you get another drink. Oh, so they're getting you wait. So they're watching for people who are just pouring it into another Cup. Yeah. So what what's the limit? Did you ever figure out what the limit was on that? No, I I never had a problem with it. So, but you could see other people who might. Oh, I could see other people. Like I, I saw this one little girl. She comes up there and she's sticking her cup up over and over again, over and over again. And she's like, I don't understand why it's not working. And I was like, Sweetie, look at the screen. I was like, You have to wait another thirty seconds. Oh. <laughs> okay. People weren't were not very excited about that. Well, at least it tells you. Exactly. Yeah. At least I mean, it does. Just so you're not just it doesn't wondering. Just say, no. 
No drink for you. It doesn't come up and say, <laughs> I'm sorry, you are trying to game the Disney system. Your cup has now been blacklisted. Please let go because your cup will catch fire in T minus 30 seconds. <laughs> and then yeah, whatever that is in Spanish. Right. Yeah, always, always Spanish. So um, they had the new cups. They also, uh, you're the first of us to ever use uh, FastPass Plus. How was how was that booking your fast passes, or I guess my Magic Plus? How was that booking your fast passes and getting into the parks, you know, without a turnstile, stuff like that? It was very different. I, honestly, that's the first time I've ever, you know, experienced something with Disney and not felt like I had the upper hand in the situation because in everything else, I kind of felt like I knew what I was doing. But with Fast Pass Plus, I I kind of had to do some research online and I had to figure out what was the best thing to do and what was the right things to get the the interface for the app was really easy and mean and i definitely recommend doing it by the app itself because it was handy to have it on my phone whenever i needed it but um it was really quick just to pick the you know you went through this the simple options about what you wanted for each day and what time you wanted to go to it and then you just kind of planned your schedule around it and then with your magic band i mean it was pretty easy coming into the park you know you had to match up your mickey heads with their with their little Mickey head that you had to click it to. And like I said, it, it worked out really well. I, I think um, I only saw a few people seem like they were having some issues with it. And, um, but for the most part, it would, it was really good. I think. So given the oh. fast pass, the, the old fast pass, cause you, you, you've had a lot of experience with the old fast pass right. system. Mm-hmm. Comparing those two fast pass systems. Do you now, now that you feel like you kind of have a grip on the new one, do you prefer the new one? Do you prefer the old one? Um, I almost like the flexibility of the old one better just because you did have the option of, you know, once that one fast pass ended, you could automatically go get another one. And with this new system, you have to go through all three of your fast passes before you can schedule a new one. Um, mm. You did have the option of, you know, changing the time of one a little bit, but it didn't give you a whole lot of flexibility, I think. And to me, I felt kind of constrained in that time. Like I had a, I felt like I was running from this fast pass to the next fast pass and mm-hmm. not, not a lot of time in between there. So book them all in the morning or book them all as close together as you can so you can go back and get more. Absolutely. Yeah. That was something Brad kind of was helping me with toward the end there, but just kind of rescheduling them. And to me, that made so much more sense, but that does make it kind of difficult to pick up your, your wishes fast pass if you wanted to do that. Yeah. Cause that's going to mm-hmm. knock out your entire day. Cause you're exactly. until the end of the day. Yeah. Cause you're, then you're waiting for that one. But so, mm. so after you did your first three, then you had to do the kiosk. Right. Yeah. There is right now there's no option on the app to reschedule more after those first initial three, you do have to go to the kiosk. And what I really didn't like about the kiosk is that, I mean, there was a lot of really friendly cast members there who wanted to help you. And I guess for a lot of people who didn't really know what they were doing, it was great, but literally you'd walk up and she'd say, what do you want to ride next? And then she'd just schedule your fast pass. So instead of me looking to see what was available, you know, and then choosing from that point and just picking any ride I wanted. I mean, it was like, you have to pick the ride and then they pick your time for you. Mm. Oh, so yeah. you did. So it wasn't like, what do you want to ride next? And here are the times that are available. They just exactly said, Here's there, the- there was no options. It was like you pick the ride and I'm going to tell you this is what time you're going. Now. So you might say Peter Pan and it might not be available till 7 p.m. Meanwhile, you could have picked it's a small world and gone right now. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
talking about the Mickey heads, I, I heard a lot of reports initially that it was really sensitive and you had to like match it right up on there. Was it was that the case or was it a little more forgiving than that? I think it's a little more forgiving. I think initially I had heard too that there was a lot of people having trouble with that. But um and of course my mom and I we customized our magic bands and dazzled bedazzled would, would be probably a better word for it <laughs> um but we added a little bit of rhinestone around the mickey head itself and a lot of people seem concerned that that would be a problem matching up the larger mickey head to our mickey head but i really didn't have any trouble with that at all i mean literally i just had to turn my wrist a certain direction and hit it and it usually hit it every time there was really any time when i had an issue and it wouldn't cast members seemed a little concerned they're like well make sure you match it up and then it went green and it was perfect. So mm. I think they were a little more uneasy about it than, you know, that was really needed to be, I think. So when you are going to, I guess, redeem your fast pass, uh, you just walk up to the little Mickey thing, put your magic band up to it and move on. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I did like that. It seemed like a quicker process than when they had to check your, your paper ticket in the past and literally, yeah, you just walked up and you hit the Mickey bands together and, and you're good to go. Um, I was a little disappointed because in the commercials, they made this big deal about how the, they say, hi, so-and-so. They say your name and welcome you. Nobody said my name. Not one time. Nobody hmm. said, hey, Crystal, thanks for coming. <laughs> Come on. But I, bet, but I bet they still took your money just fine. And Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they still wanted my money, but, you know, nobody they, greeted me. Use all your data, there was right? no personalized greeting there. I was really hoping for that. So I want to ask you about um, food. So you ate it, be our guest. Um, yes. And I want to know two things. One, how it was, how the food is. I, I know you went for dinner. And two, paying with your magic band instead of handing them your room key. How did that work? Well, I, I thought that was really cool. Initially, like when, when they first sit you down, oh, by the way, it was fantastic there. Um, they scan <laughs> your magic band and they determine what kind of dining plan that you're on. So oh, okay. if you're like me who just sits there going, um, I just have a dining plan. I don't really know what it is. Then they can scan it. It actually pulls up your account and they can tell you, oh, this is the kind that you have and this is what you can order. So I, I kind of like that. So I didn't have to feel like a complete idiot and order the wrong thing. But um, I, like I said, I, I loved the food. I mean, there was a lot of different options that you don't normally have during the lunch hour. And the mood itself in the in the restaurant is a lot different than in the, the lunchtime. Um, they kind of lower the lights and kind of, you know, add to the mood setting of it. You see what it looks like candles everywhere. And, you know, you have music playing. And like I said, it's just it's kind of a, a nicer mood than what's normally there during the lunch hour. So what, so what did you, what did you eat? What did mom eat? What, you know, mom had steak. Anytime they offered steak, she had a steak and apparently that was the best steak she's ever had in her life. So she really enjoyed that one. And she's actually, and she's know. been to La Cellier. She's mm -hmm. been to California grill and she's been to Cinderella's Royal table. Yes. And, and that was, nice. that's still her top steak right now. Okay. Um, I had something with chicken that had, um, some cheese inside. Not really sure the official name for that. <laughs> But chicken and cheese platter folks. It was really good. It was really good. Um, and you had an option of getting French fries with it or um, I'm not sure. It offered some kind of potato fries that, that came with another kind of potato. But then there was a French fry op option. I had one night I had because we ate the exact same thing both nights. It was that good. 
but I I tried the the different side options I could get there. But so. you but you so you said you, you ate the exact same thing both nights. So yes. You, so you actually scored two reservations, not not just one. I did, I did, and and that's one thing I definitely tell a lot of people now is that do not give up on be our guest because you, you will be so surprised when you finally get it. Our first reservation, I actually tried 180 days in advance, exactly to the date, like the morning I knew it was going to open. I tried, couldn't get it, and kept trying consistently, consistently couldn't get it, and I was using the app to do it, and finally about two weeks out. I was like, I'm, I'm going to give up on it. My mom's like, no, no, try it again, try it again. I tried it, got it. So, and then during the trip, mom really liked it that much. She's like, try to get another one. I was like, that's impossible. Yep, two days later, got another reservation for dinner. In the app? Yes, in the app itself. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Yeah. So what did you, so so you had dining plan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So you had, what, the entree dessert dining plan? Yes. So what did Desserts were they desserts? Yes, I I like how they bring out the desserts on a tray, so you can kind of see what everything is, and then the waiter tells you a little bit about everything. Um, we went for the gray stuff because it is delicious. <laughs> yes. So so, what is the gray? St- I mean, is it like? Are we talking? Uh, okay, in all actual Audi, it's um, it's a brownie with gray stuff on top gray kind of icing stuff which is not really icing it's just something made more from heaven <laughs> I don't, yeah that's that's my best description on that okay so i am one of the you know few people in the world that does not like chocolate is there anything for dessert at be our guest that i would enjoy Okay, say that again. What did you like? My my earpiece fell out. <laughs> I do not like chocolate. Okay, no um, chocolate. Hor- horrifying, I know. Cheesecake. But, um, they do have okay. cheesecake. Yes. So now you're going to say you don't like cheesecake either? Not totally love cheesecake. And I, now you could I'm also try the gray stuff on your own. Like, you could get ah. a plate with a little dabble of gray stuff, mm. which to me would be an awesome dessert in itself. Like, really, it's it's about the gray stuff. So if you don't like... So if you don't like chocolate, just skip the brownie and get a lot of gray Just stuff. ask for the gray stuff, yeah. So there, you, so there you go, Jeremy. Your dessert needs to be gray stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Gray well, stuff. I love, I love gray food. That's right. <laughs> mm. Gray stuff. Let's cut out that. Then that uh, should work well for you. Yeah, that, that silly brownie thing. No, no. I don't no. want anything to uh, taint my gray stuff. That's right. Pleasure. Mm, gray stuff. Yes. Now, moving a little bit beyond food, a really cool thing that you can have there at Be Our Guest is that um, you'll hear, like, the music, like, the crescendo rises, and everyone kind of looks around like, oh, something exciting is about to happen, and then the next thing you know, like, the beast comes, like, walking in through the room that you're in, which is really cool, and literally, he's, like, walking at a very fast pace because he's not going to stop and talk to you. It's like, <laughs> they're like, oh, the, the master is welcoming you to his home, and you're, everyone's, like, trying to like oh can we get a picture nope 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 he's just saying hi but um he actually meets you later on in the study and you get to have like a photo with him so so it is so it is a character dining experience then sort of i wouldn't call it a character dining sense because at most character dining experiences they come to your table and you get to talk to you know talk to them sign autographs take a picture but in this one you have to wait in another line in another room and talk to him he doesn't come to the table so if you don't eat at Be Our Guest. Can you still get in line for the Beast? No. Okay. They will not let you through the castle doors unless so, you have reservations. So it is cut. So so if you're going to, so if you want to get pictures with the Beast, mm-hmm. you can wait in a much shorter line. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's good. Yeah. 
And now, and it's not a paid for um, picture either. Cause I know at, at some restaurants, they do offer you a paid for picture, but in this one, it, it you can just put it on your photo pass. Okay. So, so is, you would still have so to pay for it later. Did you guys do memory maker? We did not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you, no. so you were getting the $15 per, did you get any photo pass photos or? Nope. We didn't. <laughs> you just, you just had them take the picture with your camera, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We just, I just handed my phone and they would snap it with the phone. So, so but now did you go ahead and set, set up your photo pass account? Yes. Mm-hmm. I did that. Okay. So, so you've, you've done the card thing and I mm-hmm. get, and now it's all tied to your, my magic, right? Pass, right? Mm-hmm. Better, worse. 10 times better because you have to worry about somebody losing that card. Because I think on a lot of trips that we had the problem with is like somebody would leave the card somewhere and it's gone, you know, at least now everything's tacked to that magic band. I mean, and like, like I said, that's such awesome flexibility because I mean, the photo pass person would just tap your magic band and pictures on there and you're good to go. Now, if you do lose your magic band, you can always go to customer service and they will give you a plain gray one, but all of your information stored on there because now it's, you know, electronic. So now so. it's just all, they just restore, basically exactly. restore it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yep. Did your ride photos show up in your memory maker? Um, did my ride photo show up? No, I that, didn't see that any was ride a, photos. That was a, a feature they were touting was, uh, being able to see your ride photos automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't, you didn't get that. No, no. Un- unfortunately, I didn't see that in ours because I, I looked up our photo pass when we came home and pulled it up online, did and you I, guys I didn't do see any rock of my photos. Or, or... We did. Okay, mm-hmm. so you did. So you did stuff that would have. Yeah, and we did Tower of Terror, and but no, no, no ride photos showed up on there. They must not have activated hmm. that feature yet. I maybe guess. not. Yeah, or maybe uh, I, I didn't see a, I didn't see a, a timeline for that. I wonder if that's a memory maker only thing. No, like maybe you would have to purchase memory maker to do it. Yeah. Could be, huh? It might be. So, so at back at be our guest, was it just uh, the beast? Or did you have opportunity to get a picture with Bell? Any of the other? No, nope, just the beast. He was the only one there. And but I, I do know that at opening night when they first opened the restaurant, that it was the beast and Bell. And so I'm kind of surprised I didn't include Bell again. But they've just done the beast now. So okay. I'm not sure why. Hmm. Um, so moving on through the uh, through the Magic Kingdom, did you ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? Yes, I did, and I actually got a fast pass for the Mine Train, so um, that lessened the wait for uh, a little bit. A little bit. There was still actually a fast pass line, so I mean, you still had to wait a few mo- few more t- minutes, but it wasn't you know, of course, near as long as what the the wait time was itself. I probably waited for about thirty minutes with my fast pass. Wow. And what was the what was the standby line like during that time? It was well over an hour. Yeah. Uh, I probably just saw probably a, almost two hours. I just saw a picture uh recently of the Space Mountain Fast Pass Plus return line. And it was like the the standby line was like an hour and the Fast Pass Plus line was it it didn't say a time, but it was out of the it was into the park itself. Oh wow! See, that seems crazy because I know that 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 line. Um, I mean, that queue is long, and mm-hmm. the fast pass really doesn't shortcut a lot of the queue. So that's a lot of people. Uh, you know, that could be close to an hour in the fast pass line. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I think what they do is they they kind of call out and they say if this is your fast pass window, then come on up to the front of the line. 
because I think people tend to get in line earlier than probably what they should. And so mm. it, you do kind of have that flexibility. And it, sometimes I'd actually go up to the cast member and say, hey, look, this is my fast pass time. Can I come in? You know, and they're like, well, we need to get behind this person. So you just kind of wait and see where to, where you are in line. Wow, that's that that seems a bit odd to me that that they would be getting that long of waits. I mean, well, but, you know, if the ride went 101 earlier in the day or something and, and you know, spent so, it took some time to get back up, I guess maybe they were trying to clear out existing fast passes yeah because they give you the uh they give you the infinite fast pass plus you know if you're if you're if the ride is down when your fast pass is they give you the uh the use it whenever you want fast pass i i've heard that but unfortunately i didn't get one of those on this trip so you did so you I did not have... plan your you did not plan your fast passes around did when not. a ride was most likely to be one on one. Did not. Should have though. Uh, good, good to know. I pro will I will right next there. time. So uh, the the mine train, how is it as a as a roller coaster? Okay. As a ride, it was really great. Um they actually had a, some of the pieces from Snow White Scary Adventure in there. Um, some of the animatronic dwarfs were actually from that ride. Um, and I think there was some vultures that were from it also. Um, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of Splash Mountain because kind of as you go through a certain scene, you see the characters are kind of moving around in their carts and everything. You see all their jewels. And um, the cart itself kind of swayed back and forth, which kind of made you feel a little bit freer. But um, my con on the ride itself, the, the only downfall I felt like is it was way too short. Way too short. I mean, I think it was like maybe maybe two minutes at the most. And I don't know. I just kind of felt like you you do this really great turn and a drop, and then next thing you know, you're finished. It reminded me a, a little bit about of um, Runaway Mine Train, except Runaway Mine Train seemed longer to me than this one. It just felt like it was a, cut a little bit too short. Huh. Even with the even with the ride, then dark ride, then the rest of the roller coaster, huh? Yes. Huh. Even with, with all those pieces, it still seems shorter. So, so where do you feel like it? it where do you feel like it really fell short? Do you, did the coaster section need to be longer? Did the dark ride section need to be longer? Or are we just talking everything needed to be longer? I mean, l- literally either one that they could have lengthened, and it probably would have made it a little bit better. I mean, every person that got off the ride said, "Man, that was too short. That was too short." I mean, that was a general review I was hearing from everybody. Hmm. They kind of all agreed on that. I mean, you kind of feel like you're waiting in, long, in line a lot longer than what the actual ride is itself, which is a little typical, I guess, of most of the rides at Disney. But this time, I don't know. It just seemed even more so, I think. So it felt a little maybe incomplete almost. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, kept, I felt a little gypped. I kept thinking, you know, maybe there's a little bit more here. And it's like, oh, nope, now we're stopping. Everyone's getting off. We're finished. So. Hmm. Well, a little disappointed. That's, yeah, that's so strange because yeah. it's a, you know... So, uh, I I didn't feel that way with uh, with Thund- Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and that's a, a fairly short roller coaster. And so I thought for sure with Seven Doors Mine Train being three separate, you know, completely separate sections, right? That it would it would definitely hmm, that's disappointing. Well, but I wonder yeah. if that's not part of the problem. Is you're you're cutting this thing up into so many separate sections, and what? If it was a two-minute dark ride, or if it was mm-hmm. a two-minute roller coaster, it would have seemed great. But when you're getting 45 seconds of this, 45 seconds of this, 45 seconds of this, or something like that, 
Yeah. Maybe that's what's making it feel short. That, that's a good point. I mean, maybe it just it feels like like once you pass through like the dark ride sections and then you come out and you go down this big hill, you do a swerve, a corner swerve, and then you're pulling in and you're parking. So so for for those who might have smaller children, things like that, I mean, the the how intense is the roller coaster? Um, I, I would say that it is, I mean, I keep comp- comparing it to runaway mind train, but I'd say it's less intense than that. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's good. That's the, man, I'm like, I'm sitting here kind of in shock. About- I know. I know. Like I said, I, I was a little disappointed too. Cause I mean, the, the buildup for this ride has been just massive. And then, you know, you, you get off and you just like, okay, where's the, where's the last half of the ride? Um, I'm kind of missing a part here. Not saying that the part that's there is not great because it is, you know. I mean, it, it's it's awesome what you do get to ride. I just wish there was more to it. I mean, it, it's definitely worth a wait, though. I will say that. <laughs>